the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into Hour 2, Open Line Friday. I am Seth Liebson. The phone number is 602-508-0960. I'll uh, just say this once or, once or twice more uh, because uh, the window is closing. Today is our deadline. I um, uh, We have been given the opportunity to invite you in the audience to submit questions uh, for the upcoming U.S. Senate debate between um, Mark Kelly, Blake Masters, and uh, the Libertarian candidate, Mark Victor. Uh, that debate will take place next Thursday on TV on uh, the PBS affiliate. We will simulcast it, but the moderators have uh, offered us the opportunity to allow you to ask a question. If you want to submit it to me, give us a call at 602-508-0960. We'll write it down. And we'll send it in, and uh, your question might just get asked. I will notice an interesting trend here. Um, the first question we got from uh, you in the audience uh, yesterday, when I initially initially made the invi- uh, get, delivered the invitation, was about the IRS voting for the uh, increase of eighty seven thousand agents to the IRS. And the questions many of you have called in and emailed about. Focus seem to focus a little bit more on that than any other. That that keeps coming up as a concern, and I find that um, interesting. I, it's a great question. I, I'm all in, and I'm all with you on it. I think it's an abhorrent, an abhorrent decision, an abhorrent increase of governmental power just when it needs to be reduced, an abhorrent increase of the uh, of the uh, pu- public uh, dis- uh, public funding of more more. Uh, more government employees just at the time when we should be shrinking it. And, of course, nothing says um, to me greater uh, fear than more IRS when it comes to the civilian uh, enforcement of uh, the laws from Washington, D.C. Uh, add to that, of course, the ads we saw uh, looking for IRS agents who have training with weapons, and it becomes more difficult uh, than, um, than before to say that this is just a civilian enforcement concern. Not, nothing should concern you as much as that. But it is interesting that that is what keeps coming up. And it comes up in context of other resources, of course, a waste of resources, if you will, when that money could be or those resources could be going to uh, surging protection at the border. Interesting I used that word surge. I don't know why I did. We do need to surge law enforcement agencies and uh, more agents, uh, border agents and border uh, patrol agents to the border. But that was also the word that Joe Biden used during the presidential campaign, inviting inviting illegal immigrants to surge to our border. I mean, he cast it in the verbiage of amnesty, but that's exactly what he said. That was the word he used. They should surge to the border. And, of course, they took his advice, and uh, we sat here as a country flat-footed because we were not prepared. 
for that surge. We were already bursting at the seams. I went to the border in the a uh, couple times during the Trump administration, and I went to the border in the Biden administration. And it's not as if the problem was solved under the Trump administration. It was better. And that's the definition of good public policy. You're never going to get to 100 percent, but you can make things better. It is overwhelmingly worse now by factors of millions, factors of millions. And I suppose at the end of the day, you think about political stories of the year, what the political story of the year this year will be. If we take back Congress, that would certainly qualify. If we take back the Senate and the House of Representatives, uh, that would probably be the biggest political story of the year. And I think we're on the verge of making it so. I don't want us to let up on the accelerator here because we are on the verge of making it so. I will caution. I think this is going to be a closer election than I would have guessed three or even perhaps two months ago. Why? Why is it a closer election? Has Joe Biden become more sturdy? Has Kamala Harris become more serious? No, no. I'll tell you why I think. And you feel free to tell me if you think differently or if you think I may have this wrong. None of this is exact. But off the top of my head, I think it's a closer election and the polling is showing it to be a closer election. For the very reason that everything we have always known is actually true. People don't start paying that much attention to politics and elections until about two or three months before the election. Now, of course, that's not true of audiences like this or listeners to any of the hosts on talk radio, because, you know, politics is what we 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 tend to talk about more than anything else. And politics tends to be a little bit more of what you're looking for when you tune in to talk radio. So we have a built in disadvantage of thinking that what we care about is what the rest of the country cares about. That is a disadvantage that we have to be aware of. That is a disadvantage we have to overcome. It helps us on other fronts. It helps us see and hear things the pollsters miss. It helps us see and hear trends that the quote-unquote experts miss. And it also provides any number of better opportunities for wisdom uh, because of our focus on these issues. But for the vast majority of people in this country, voting-eligible people, they really don't start paying attention much to politics till really after Labor Day and even number years. So now you have an awokened population more generally interested in thinking about the election, talking to pollsters um, about their voting preferences. And here's the big and the big conclusion, the big hard and here. Sad to say, but eminently true. This, to me, is not necessarily an overwhelmingly center-right country. There is a lot of leftism in this country. There are a lot of liberals in this country. When we see polling that shows a approval rating of Joe Biden that might be only 30 or 40 percent, our natural inclination is to say, who is that 30 or 40 percent that thinks he's doing a good job? They exist. They're there. They're routinely there. He has a floor of 30 percent. At worst, he's going to be at 30. I don't think he'll ever go below 30 percent. There is a hard 30 percent, almost a third of uh, eligible uh, or likely voters who think he's doing a good job. Where that's not 40 or 45 or 50 percent, understand that part of that is because they don't think he's being left wing enough. 
was hearing stories today um, on some of the other platforms that there is some liberal dis- left-wing dissatisfaction with Joe Biden, that he's not giving them enough. He's not doing enough of what the Progressive Caucus wants. Uh, so keep in mind that when you see the unpopularity rating of a Democratic president, sure, that's independents and it's moderates and, of course, Republicans who answer pollsters' questions. But some of it, too, is within its own house. That call, shall we say, is coming from within the House. That's why I think it's going to be a tougher race, overwhelmingly national, than we thought it was going to be. Um, people are now awake, and there are a lot of lefties in this country. Let me give you an example. Um, I don't know how focused you are on any of the cultural issues that Cultural political issues, cultural issues that have been politicized, that have become the realm of politics, like what's going on in the schools, the re-rationalization and the critical race theory and the sexualization of our children. Probably 90 percent plus of you in this listening audience are aware of it to some degree or another, some less so, some more so. Do you know how many people who aren't regular listeners of these shows have no idea of what's going on? When I read that, read the story I did yesterday about what's going on in the San Francisco Unified School District or what's going on, on the ed, at the education of our elementary students abroad who are the children of um, the men and women in uniform being schooled at American schools abroad, the sexualization there. Do you realize how many people will hear that story for the first time and look at me or look at whoever's talking about it, or Chris Rufo or someone like that? and say that that can't possibly be true. We're making this stuff up. Um, it's, it's the first time they may hear it. It's obviously the reason why those who are the proponents of it, when we first became attuned to this, dismissed it out of hand, saying it wasn't happening. Critical race theory in elementary and high schools? Give me a break. That's a law school thing. Sexualization of children? No. This is about not saying, not allowing teachers to say gay. They win that narrative. They run with that narrative. So when we talk about this stuff, folks, understand every time we get into it, you may very well be talking to a listener, an audience member, a person, a friend, a family member, a fellow voter and citizen about it for the very first time. And if you are talking about it for a very first time, you got to consider something. How many times do you need to hear something before you believe it? You can't just let it go that first time. And they may think it's a one-off. It ain't a one-off. It's suffusing our systems. Anyway, 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Portions of the show are brought to you by Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. It's the company I have used for years. It's the company my friends use for years for all of the above. Any air conditioning issues, heating issues, or plumbing problems. We're talking um, on air conditioning and heating, uh, installments, new repairs, inspections, you name it. Upgrades, heating, same thing, and plumbing, obviously. Repairs and installation as well. It's a great company. Chris Funk and his team have really put something different together. Not only different, but better. If you uh, need the 
Air conditioning or heating plumbing services, give Cool Touch a call at 623-748-4942. 623-748-4942 or visit them online at cooltouch.us. Cooltouch.us. Perry is in Phoenix. Hello, Perry. Hey, Seth. How are you? I'm yeah, well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, too. Thank you. You bet. Um, I wondered, and this probably has more to do with the primaries, if there is in existence a Seth Leibson voting guide oh. <laughs> as far as who you would endorse, because oh, okay. I think there should be. Oh, you're very kind, Perry. Um, I did some of that during the primaries. I got a few right. I got a few wrong, I think. Um, on the general, now that we're in it, though, um, I... Um, I am not someone who believes in voting for the person over the party. I am not someone who, and I know a lot of people are, and I know a lot of people think that way. Uh, They look at the individual, not the party. Um, Unless that individual is so dramatically ethically compromised, um, I might not vote on that list, but I cannot vote vote for a Democrat. Uh, My endorsement list is pretty easy at this point for folks Republican. Uh, and yeah, and, and I feel yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I, I think of the stakes. I think of what uh, voting for a Democrat means and whether the Democrat is um, I don't know who. Perry, can you help me think of uh, the most moderate Democrat in public office today? Might it be Kirsten Sinema? I'm just thinking out loud. It might be. Is it possibly? That's Kirsten? one. Yeah. That, yeah, that's one. I, I like Joe Manchin there for a while. Okay, all right. So those are two. Um, there might be a few congressmen or women in the South, maybe. Uh, there used to be a Blue Dog Caucus. That that doesn't exist anymore. But the reason I couldn't even vote for a Kirsten Cinema if she remains a Democrat, maybe we'll get her uh, to the Republican side. But the reason I couldn't even vote for a quote-unquote moderate Democrat right now is because they are not the mainstream of the Democratic Party. Their first vote, if it's a senator, will be for Chuck Schumer to be the leadership of the Senate. Their first vote, if it's a House member, will be to vote for Nancy Pelosi. This is a party that is the party of socialism. Barry Goldwater warned in 1960 that the Democratic Party was providing a blueprint for socialism. His words were a blueprint for socialism. Well, it's here. It's here now. It's not a blueprint anymore. A blueprint is, you know, like a design in an architecture's, uh, uh, an architecture's, uh, uh, you, you know, draft. We're not drafting socialism now anymore. It's here. It's kinetic. It's actual. So I cannot vote I for agree. anyone who is part of that party or will help support that party. I just can't. So my yeah, endorsement list is simple. Yeah. Republican all the way up and down the list. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so maybe a primary list in the future would be. Oh, yeah, I've done that. um, And I did that this time uh, somewhat controversially on a few of those races. Um, As I said, I I, I got some right. I got some wrong. But um, but right now I'm all in and I'll tell you why I'm all in Uh, based on that same 1960 speech of Barry Goldwater's is even if your primary candidate didn't win. As a Republican, even if your primary candidate didn't win, you're looking at the second best option against the first worst option. Your second best option is the Republican who did win. Your first worst option is anyone who represents the Democratic Party right now that will support the Biden Schumer Pelosi agenda. That 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 to me is night and day. It's night and day. Got it. Thank you. You betcha. And I think for anyone who 
still is having misgivings or qualms in the Republican primary about their candidate that might not won, might not have won. Um, you cannot afford to stay out. I presume you got involved with a Republican candidate uh, who won or didn't win because you care about politics. And I presume you care about politics because you care about the polis, the state that we live in, our country. That's why you got involved. So if you care about our country, don't let the differences of marginalia, the differences that are probably somewhere between at most 6% and more probably likely 3% in the primary opponents against each other, don't let that margin of difference dictate what you're going to do or not do with someone who is different from the Republican Party and every Republican candidate by a 95% difference, a 95 or more percent different. The stakes are just too damn high. For those of you that say you want to send a message, look, we have usually two years between elections. I mean, the municipal stuff and other states like Virginia, etc., they create asterisks to that. But generally, we have two years between elections. It's a lot of time to work and work out your preferences and resentments within the party. There is never a downtime for the political activist, even in even an odd number, even in odd number years. There is work to do, whether it's running yourself, supporting a candidate, supporting the party, whether it's any number of things to get the Republican or the conservative message out there. The time to register a resentment is not right now. The time to register your preference is obviously in the primary. And win or lose, you have a duty to follow the words of Barry Goldwater from 1960, which was a lecture to the audience that was disappointed that he was not the nominee. This was not his extremism in defense of liberty speech. That was 64. In 1960, there was an effort to put Goldwater up against uh, as the nominee up against Nixon. Goldwater's forces didn't win. Nixon's forces did. And Goldwater said, grow up, conservatives, and support Richard Nixon. He said, put your shoulder to the wheel for Richard Nixon, because otherwise you get the blueprint for socialism. And he said, and then we can work hard to try and get someone like me in another two or four years, which is exactly what happened. And we changed the Republican Party uh, back to its original Abraham Lincolnian roots, probably forever or at least changed it with a forever position that we wouldn't have to retreat from. We created a Barry Goldwater, Ronald Reagan movement. I have always argued that Donald Trump was a part of that. Some of you disagree with me. Happy to have that discussion and debate. But once Goldwater became the nominee, it paved the way for Reagan to become the nominee, which paved the way for us to reclaim the Abraham Lincoln, Calvin Coolidge tradition of the Republican Party. Now is not the time to work out your resentments. That, too, would be narcissism, as an earlier caller put it, with libertarians running. Narcissism. Your country and your countrymen are at stake. Do the right thing, not the thing that might make you personally feel good, but the thing that will make your country and your countrymen safer and better. Not a close call. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Are you worried about stock market volatility, especially with Joe Biden in office? 
What if you could invest in a portfolio with a strong fixed rate of return and no correlation to the stock market? If you're looking for a remarkable and unique investment opportunity, please check out my friends. They are show sponsors. Why Refi? They are offering a great investment all in a secure and collateralized portfolio with an up to 10 and a quarter percent return for investors. By the way, your investment can be in a trust, an IRA, or an IRA, just as much as it can be an individual or joint investment. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm. It's made up of really great guys who do really well by doing good for others, and you can be a part of that too. If you're interested in Why Refi, check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest the letter Y, R-E-F-Y dot com, or give them a call at 855-316-3087, 855-316-3087. You won't get a sales pitch. You'll just hear about what it is that they do and let it speak for itself. It will speak beautifully. Um, I spoke about this briefly yesterday in context of the last call and or two in the last couple segments about what people may not know is going on in our schools. Um, and I think most people don't. And when they hear us talk about it, they it's so outlandish they think we're making it up or that they are one-offs. These are not one-offs. Last week, the U.S. Department of Education awarded it a blue ribbon of excellence to Rota Elementary School. I touched on this briefly yesterday. It serves children of military service members abroad, in this case, Spain. The Department of Education singled out that school's commitment to families and educators working together in partnership. But the partnership between teachers and parents that the DOE, the Department of Education praises, has a weird twist, as it appears to be rooted in keeping parents in the dark about classroom activities. This from Kids Must Cry by Max Eden and Scott Yanor at the American Mind, American Mind. Dot org. According to Rota teacher Genevieve Chavez, elementary school is, quote, the ideal time to introduce children to gender identity ideology because kids as young as four years old are already starting to develop a stable understanding of their gender identity. Four-year-olds. Remember when we were talking about five-year-olds? They're already on four-year-olds. Okay? Once they hit middle school, according to this teacher, the school will keep students' alternative gender identity secret, they tell you, from their, quote, unsafe, close quote, parents. The parents are unsafe when it comes to gender or sexual identity and ideology when it comes to the middle schools of our service members abroad. Uh, this teacher's comments were part of the Department of Defense Education Activities Equity and Access Summit video, which was the basis for a recent report put out by the Claremont Institute, Grooming Future Revolutionaries, Woke Indoctrination at K-12 Schools on America's Military Basis. We don't often think about the children of our military, um, the children of our military being educated in Department of Educa- U.S. Department of Education schools abroad or the Department of Defense, Defense Education schools abroad, but they do. And the report covered how schools serving children of service members are peddling critical race theory, white shaming, queer theory, and leftist activism to our children. After the report was published, by the way, the videos were, of course, hidden from public view. Of course they were. 
because they're afraid of the sunlight, because they're afraid of the sunshine. If they weren't, they wouldn't deny it was happening. If they weren't, they wouldn't make these chat rooms secret. If they weren't, they wouldn't take down these videos. If they weren't, they wouldn't deny it's happening only to be faced with overwhelming evidence that it is when they then turn on a dime to defend its happening and then create pseudo-sophisticated social science that says, well, four-year-olds need to be taught about this stuff. And then once we aren't still buying it, as we shouldn't, because there is a ribbon of common sense that runs through our culture, our souls, and our brains, they then go on to what? You know what? You know what? It's the dialectic of the progressives. Mandate it. You deny, you defend, then you mandate. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance in Nature. I take their fruits and veggies every day. It's a proprietary blend. You just take once a day of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. Powerful, potent stuff. All natural, 100% from oranges and wild blueberries and aloe vera to, gosh, broccoli and celery, wheatgrass, zucchini, and a lot more kale on the veggie side. It boosts your health, it boosts your energy, it boosts your immunity. I used to get sick a couple times, a few times a year when the seasons changed, like right about now. Past three years since taking a balance of nature, it doesn't happen. I don't get sick anymore. It's just a fantastic product. Third-party tested for all kinds of impurities and everything else, but no additives, nothing. Nothing added like sugar or preservatives of any kind, nothing. Pesticides out. All tested and clean. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Balanceofnature.com. Fruits and veggies. Discount code BALANCE. I know that this topic is an uncomfortable one. The one I was talking about when we went to break. What they're teaching at our DOD and D Department of Education schools to our elementary and um, secondary students of service members abroad. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's uncomfortable what we're talking about when Chris Rufo writes about the San Francisco Unified School District, uh, District uh, implementing International Pronouns Day and teaching children that that's okay if they want to be uh, if they want to be considered an it. The dehumanization of children. It's leading to massive social destruction and social fallout, and that is why I have no patience for anyone with a D behind their name because they are supporting those policies. Oh, good. He is busy on the trail, but we got him. Great. U.S. Senate candidate, my man, Blake Masters. Go to BlakeMasters.com to help this great man out. Blake, how you doing, sir? Doing great, Seth. How are you? I'm doing great, too. You know, um, I am so glad you are in the race. I'm so glad you're in the fight. Um, the issues are, in some respects, overwhelming, and you're doing a great job in talking about them. The one I wanted to talk to you about today that a lot of the audience has been chatting with me about is the rise of crime. Uh, I've been doing a lot on fentanyl. I've been doing a lot of fentanyl overdose deaths of our children in Arizona. I know you know these stories. Talk to me about crime, Blake Masters. Well, it's just through the roof, you know, and it wasn't like this three years ago. It really did happen, the Joe Biden crime wave. Mark Kelly stands silently by while crime is just ravishing our cities. 
A lot of the crime comes from the wide-open southern border, yep. right, that culture of lawlessness. Turns out if you cede a whole territory to the Mexican narco-terrorist drug cartels, things get violent. Yeah. Right? We've seen that violence in Phoenix, homicides up 50%. We've seen it in Tucson, especially, my hometown. That's up 87% in Tucson since 2019. And that's oh. the number of people are getting murdered. And in both Tucson and Phoenix, Seth, you have fewer police officers walking the beat, right? Years ago, even though the populations of both cities have increased, this is because, of course, the liberal Tucson City Council, Phoenix City Council, uh, they, they don't like, they don't back the blue. And, and this is the Democrats' fault. And there's you know, a, there's an elitism of callousness to this, too, isn't there, Blake? Because, I mean, this is what the Martha's Vineyard thing highlighted, right? There's a callousness that the Democrats who want to take away Second Amendment rights, who want to ignore the border problem, you know, they have their own barriers. Uh, they have their own armed service, Second Amendment rights protecting them. They have armed guards, they live in gated communities, and they live in far away communities where this stuff doesn't touch them yet, I would say doesn't touch them yet but we are seeing communities that we thought were impervious to this being affected by this slowly and surely right like there is an arrogance uh, of uh, to this oh that's right yeah no that's right it's 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 incredibly arrogant it's incredibly out of touch and it's dangerous right we need more police officers we need to support our police we need to give those men and women of law enforcement the tools they need to do their jobs they know how to do it we just need to, to have politicians in office to give them air cover right mm-hmm. we need a media that's not going to vilify police uh, I, it's heartbreaking when I talk to some, you know, Tucson police officers. They tell me about how they're arresting the same criminals, literally the same people. Yeah. On like a two-week cycle or yep. a three-week cycle yep. for purely. It's a turnstile. Yeah. Because it just let them out of prison, right? I mean, the cops, God bless them, they're doing their job. Criminals need to be prosecuted. They need to be convicted. They need to be locked up. But liberal county attorneys, right? Liberal city attorneys, they don't want to prosecute people, and this is such a dangerous trend. It's a trend that Mark Kelly is silent about, right? The Democrats, they're the party on the police. They're running away from that slogan now because it's the midterms, right? And they know how electorally unpopular it is. But, but these radicals in charge of the Democratic Party, they're uncomfortable with the very idea of policing. And your family suffers for it. Mine does. We're all less safe now because of Joe Biden, because of Mark Kelly, because of Katie Hobbs. We can't let these people have power, not for another minute. Nicely put, Blake Masters. I, I, I'm, I'm listening to the your rundown of these things, and I'm just thinking about your opponent, uh, Mr. Kelly. It, it might be fair to say of him that the only enforcement and the only law enforcement he supports is IRS law enforcement, 87,000 IRS agents. You know, I, the audience here is just flabbergasted uh, that he would support that, but not uh, not more agents and not more, more uh, criminal busting uh, and law enforcement at the border. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They really do want federal agents rifling through your wallet, mm-hmm. but they don't want to empower federal agents to stop illegal aliens and narco drug terrorists. I mean, the, the modern Democratic Party, their priorities are just American. Your family lasts whatever demented ideological prerogatives they fancy first.
I'm tired of it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I want that, that. That might be good for the people to keep in mind. The only law enforcement Mark Kelly supports is IRS law enforcement. That's right, Blake. The other problem, Blake, is um, you're, you're hearing this on the trail, no doubt. You're hearing this in your home community, no doubt. I hear this just from other work I do as well as this radio show, the fentanyl thing and the drug thing. It's not just fentanyl, by the way. You go to other communities in Yavapai County, for example, fentanyl isn't their biggest problem. It's meth up in, in Yavapai. There's an entire entire drug culture that is fueling not only addiction and death, but crime. I mean, the connection between these illegal, mind-altering drug substances brought to you by cartels and criminal gang organizations are not, in and of themselves, alone drug problems bad enough. They are crime accelerators. That's right. You know, our southern border is wide open, Mm -hmm. completely lawless. Biden caused this crisis, right, by reversing all the successful Trump-era policies by halting construction of the border wall by prohibiting people from being deported as a general rule. And Mark Kelly has stood silently by and even voted to enable those policies. And so this is on him, this lawlessness, right? I'm Literally, if you're listening to this right now, you are less safe today. Your family is less safe today than you were just two years ago. That's and right. it's Mark Kelly's fault and it's Joe Biden's fault and it's why they need to be punished. You know, when someone does a bad job, hey, it's nothing personal. Maybe Mark Kelly's a nice guy, but he's not keeping you safe, and he needs to be fired in November. That's right. We're less safe than we were two years ago. We can be more safe a year from now if you elect Blake Masters. BlakeMasters.com. Blake, I always feel guilty about taking your time off the hustings, but thanks for always checking in with us. It means a ton, and always, we're behind you. Always great to join you. You betcha, Thank brother. You. Talk soon. See you on the trail. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-5080-960. On a related note to what I was just talking about with uh, Blake Masters regarding um, crime and drugs, it's something I've been uh, working on a lot over the last, obviously, 30 or so years, but even more so of late because of the demands and the needs, the rising drug use and the rising crime, each one reinforcing unfortunately each one reinforcing the other we talk we call i call it a toxic confluence a toxic confluence a lot of people if you're particularly in democratic circles like to talk about the problem being poverty the problem being poverty the problem is not poverty the problem is perhaps moral poverty but it's not financial Poverty. What do I mean by moral poverty? It's the poverty of being without loving or responsible adults who teach children right from wrong. It's the poverty of being without parents and other authorities who teach children and community members the right emotions, joy at others' joy, pain at others' pain, satisfaction when you do right, remorse, let's say, when you do wrong. It's the poverty of growing up in the absence or virtual absence of people who teach morality by their own everyday example and who insist that we all follow suit. I'm going to give a monologue a bit on that when we come back at the top of the next hour. And then I'm going to get into it a little bit with a journalist from San Francisco who's on uh, who's on ground zero of this in San Francisco. She's been with us before, Erica Sandberg. What we are doing is not moral. What we are doing is not compassionate. You can call it moral. You can call it compassionate. You can call a pig a horse, and you can call a horse a pig. 
doesn't make it so. So stay tuned. I'm going to get into that and this notion of good and evil, right and wrong, um, bad and good when we come right back. I'm Seth Leibson. Don't go away. A lot more coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 